Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. Y'all, guess what? We have made it to the final week of our Bible reading plan. I don't know who's more excited, me or you. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. Um, There is a lot of work involved with this, but overall, I'm really just excited because this shows commitment and discipline and dedication that we made it through an entire year's worth of reading the Bible. This is no easy easy feat. There's a lot of commitment that's involved in this. And so I just want to congratulate you. We have made it to the final week. We have hopefully learned so much about God and his word. And hey, don't just keep this information to yourself. Apply it, understand it, process it, soak it in, and then get get ready to share it with someone else. Teach the, teach the Bible to someone else. Share the verses with someone else. Encourage others through what you have learned this year. If you have been listening and and once you complete and once you get through this episode i would love to um read any emails from you so if you finish the plan i would love for you to just email christiangirlspop at gmail.com let me know that you finished it and that you you stuck with it i'm very proud of you and if this this isn't about about time if it took you three years and you email me you know in 2025 and you're like hey i finished the plan girl i'm here for it hey you know, like it, that's not the point is to do it within a certain amount of time. The goal is simply to get to know God and get to know his word. And I'm grateful that we were able to have this time to be able to study the word together. So week 52, we are talking about the God who will return. This is an encouraging uh, week. It's letting us know that he will return for his people. Christ is coming again. And we have that hope that we get to look forward to. So before we get into the teaching, remember, get your ebook, Scripture Made Simple, available on the website, ChristianGoalsPop.com. It's a great way for you to be able to um, use, use the, um, have this as a resource, as a guide for you to understand, apply Scripture. If you're more of a visual learner or, uh, and so you've been listening to the podcast, but you want something more concrete that you can see, I have a super cute book. It's all cute and girly, and it's just for women, y'all, just for women. Scripture Made Simple, equipping women with the knowledge of Scripture. I want you to check it out. I want you to get it. I want you to rock out, live your best life, do this plan. It will. It, it's not about the plan. It's not about anything that I've written in this book per se, but it's about getting to know God. It's about getting in your word, being consistent. That's the key to this. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And I would love for you to... Uh, Go ahead and snag your copy. Like I said, you can find it on the website, christiangoalspop.com forward slash scripture made simple. And if you haven't already, I know y'all sick of me telling y'all, sign up for the newsletter, my friend. All you got to do is drop your email in the, on the homepage of our website, christiangoalspop.com. You can sign up for our newsletter and always be the first to know when we got new stuff popping, when we got new stuff dropping. I want you to be the first to know. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Weekly newsletters go out and it just keeps you up to date with all the events that we have going on. And who knows, there may or may not be a discount, y'all. There may or may not be. I ain't going, 
you got to sign up for the newsletter to find out, you know, there may be discounts on events and uh, merch and other stuff. So I want you to check that out. Also, apologies in advance. If y'all hear like rumbling and stuff in the background, there's a whole thunderstorm happening outside my house. But, you know, we got to get this podcast in. So (laughs) we're just going to go with it. Um, But just want to let y'all know that it's not my stomach. I just ate. It's actually just the thunderstorm. Okay. Oh, and then one final announcement, April tw- April 14th through the 16th, 2023, we have our Sela retreat, and I'll be dropping more information about that. I have a lot, I have a really cool theme that God gave me for next year, so I'm excited. It's going to be so good. Um, so make sure that y'all are on the lookout for that because I want you to come. If you're in the Texas area or, girl, you want to hop on a plane, pull up. Pull up to the event. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for y'all to be a part. April 14th through the 16th, 2023. Be there. Now, that's all my announcements. Before we get into the teaching, let's pray. God, I thank you so much that we have um, been able, you've you've allowed us to grow in discipline to be able to stay committed to this plan. I thank you for all that you've revealed to us throughout this time. And I thank you that your hand is in all of this. Your, your word is so alive. It's so real. And I thank you that we're able to not just read, but understand and apply it to our lives. I thank you for all that you will continue to reveal to us. And I thank you for the clarity and the focus and the vision that you've given us as we've gone through your word. I thank you that we've been able to see our ourselves by reading this word and learn more about how we can live for you. So I thank you for your word. It's it's a beautiful 66 books worth of information and and warning and encouragement and instruction and guidance. There's so much there. So I thank you, Lord. Thank you. Um, be with us in this time. Give us understanding of what we're reading. I pray that we remove any distractions to be able to focus during this time. And I thank you that you will show up and make yourself very present as you always do and always have. We love you so much. We pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. So starting with day 359, which is December 25th. Merry Christmas. (laughs) It's Isaiah chapter 45 through 48 and Revelation chapter 16. In Isaiah chapter 45, we read about how God anoints Cyrus as his servant. We read about the fact that no one is like God and that Israel will be saved. So we read here in um, Isaiah 45, Cyrus is called or anointed by God. He's going to be the one to actually let the Jews go back to Jerusalem. And that's prophetic to the return that he keeps um, delivering through the messages. And so he is a very key point in um, these prophecies. Remember, the far-term fulfillment of those prophecies of the return is the ultimate fulfillment in times, New Jerusalem, all that, right? Um, but in the meantime, Cyrus is a fulfillment of that prophecy. We also read about the warning to those who oppose God, and then God promises salvation for Israel, still that reassurance that we're seeing. Remember, these these chapters are chapters of encouragement and comfort, and we're definitely seeing that here through the scripture. Um, in chapter 46, we read about the false gods and idols and then reminder that once again, no one is like God. Babylon, they thought that they could do whatever they wanted and they wouldn't escape the judgment coming for them. But God was letting them know, y'all can't be out here with this idolatry. You can't be out here disobeying me and opposing me and thinking that it's going to be okay. 
In Isaiah chapter 47, we read of the prophecy of the fall of Babylon. And then in chapter 48, we read about how God knows the past and the future. Alpha and Omega, he knows it all. And so we're seeing that here. And we definitely see the congruency between these, this chapter and what we're reading in Revelation chapter 16. Um, because all of that is about the end times and um, just how God is giving these prophetic messages. And so it's showing us that God is in control and he knows all things. All right, so in Revelation chapter 16, we read of the seven bowls of wrath being poured out. So remember, we've had the seven scrolls, we've had the seven trumpets, and now we're having the seven angels pour out these seven bowls. This is the final wrath of God, final, final, final judgment that we're going to see here in Revelation. So um, in verse two, we read about the first bowl, which will be painful boils um, for those who have the mark of the beast. In verse 3, we read of the second bowl, which is when the sea will turn to blood and everything will die. Verse 4, we read of the third bowl, where the rivers and springs become blood. Verses 8 through 9 is a fourth bowl, when the people will be scorched or burned with fire. Verse 10, we read of the fifth bowl, which involves darkness and pain. Like, y'all, this is bad stuff. <laughs> this is like, oh gosh, it just gets worse and worse. Verse 12, we read of the sixth bowl that's poured out where the Euphrates River will dry up. And then verses 17 through 21 is the final bowl, the seventh bowl, where there will be an earthquake and the shaking of the earth. Um, in this, there will be a plague of hail. Cities will fall. Babylon will experience wrath. And this is final, final. This is it. Notice the similarity. This is similar to the earthquake that happened after Jesus was on the cross when it said, when he said, it is finished, it is done. And so this is, even that is like, wow, this is a foreshadowing to the end times and we didn't even know. Look at that. So all seven bowls are poured out. We also read of, um, if you go back to verses 13 through 16, the evil spirits are preparing for a battle of Armageddon. It's like the final battle where it's about to go down and they're about to lose. <laughs> so y'all, this seems like a uh, crazy movie, but it's not. This is stuff that will happen in our life. And um, this will happen in, in the prophetic messages that will be delivered. No. This will happen. Because God has already prophesied that it will, this will happen in the end times. So that is what we're reading. The seven bowls of wrath are poured out. And that is day 359. Day 360, which is December 26th. The reading is Isaiah chapter 49 through 52 and Revelation chapter 17. Um, chapters 49 through 53, they still fall under the whole messages of comfort. Um, but these specific chapters focus on the deliverance through the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus. Isaiah chapter 49 is talking about God's servant and the future restoration of Israel. Um, and so this is really speaking to what Messiah's mission is. This is a very prophetic message about Messiah. And so we're seeing that in both the near and far term, they will return to Jerusalem. Um, there is a debate on who the quote unquote, my servant is. But we know that Christ is the ultimate fulfillment of that. The debate is more on who was the near-term fulfillment of my servant, but the far-term we know to be Christ as the ultimate fulfillment of servanthood. And this this salvation by the Messiah, we're seeing that this is for everyone, not just for the Jews. And then we have the hope, if we go through verses 8 through 26, that God will restore Israel. In chapter 50, we're reading about trusting in God or trusting in the Messiah. Um, verse 6 is very paralleled or foreshadowed to the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus. We read of how Israel was separated from God because of their sins, but God still has the power to redeem. And when we're talking about the hope in Messiah, this prophecy is fulfilled, obviously, when Jesus comes. 
Verse 51, we read of God's comfort to Jerusalem and encouragement to them. It's encouragement that there will be restoration. There will be better days ahead. Uh, the near term is that Judah restored back to Jerusalem from exile. The far term we know to be the end times. And they won't have God's wrath forever. That's a very important thing for them to hear. Because God's like, I'm going to judge you, I'm going to judge you, I'm going to judge you. Um, but if we look at chapter 51 verse 22, we read that they won't have God's wrath forever. And they will go to their enemies. In chapter 52 of Isaiah, we read that God will save and redeem Jerusalem. And um, at the, the end of this chapter, this begins um, what is known as the portion of scripture known as the suffering servant or the servant song. We're about to get into a very important chapter, um, but not yet. So we're going <laughs> to just keep on today. So that's what we read in chapter 52. Now for Revelation, we read about the great whore or beast and just the mystery of all of that. So this chapter is debated. The interpretation of this is debated based on views. Some people believe that this is like a spiritual Babylon, like more like symbolic of or including anyone who goes against God versus just like actual Babylon. Um, either way, the prostitute or the whore is um, a reference or a metaphor for the apostasy, those that were um, turning their back on their faith, the infidelity that was happening, those who were literally turning away from God. And it's showing that this apostasy, this infidelity, those who have left the faith has led to death. We can see that in verse six here. The beast that we're reading about that the woman is sitting on, that's referring to the final Gentile empire. That's the final government that we'll have here on earth. Um, but there is a hope that Jesus will conquer them as he will all of the enemies. If we go down to verse 10 of chapter 17, we read about the five kings. Um, well, the five kings that are initially referred to, those are referring to different countries, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, and Greece. They at one point have exercised dominion over Israel. Um, the last two, it's debated on exactly who those kings are. But um, referring to the one that says the other yet to come, referring to the kings, this is when Antichrist takes over. Um, and we read about how the the great horde just has such a great influence and effect on the people but if we go down to verse 16 we're encouraged to know that the great horde will be destroyed replaced by the antichrist and when we all know well if you don't know antichrist going down too so it's it's a very like mysterious chapter um like i said it is some of it is debated and um as far as interpretation goes just based on different views of what is spiritual babylon versus physical babylon um but the general consensus is that those who go against God will be judged and um, Jesus will conquer. For day 361, which is December 27th, we have Isaiah chapter 53 through 55, Psalm chapter 65, and Revelation chapter 18. One thing to note here in Isaiah chapters 54 through 57, we read of the final promises to Israel from the God of peace. And this is still under the umbrella of messages of comfort. So in Isaiah 53, we read about the suffering servant. This is an extremely important chapter. I highly encourage you to take, they're all important, right? But this chapter is important. I'm going to explain why, but I really encourage you to really take some time and dig deep with this and really chew on this scripture for a little bit. Um, so this is the most explicit prophecy about the Messiah. As you're reading it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, we're literally like reading the crucifixion, you know, like it's literally the gospel in this chapter. Um, and fun fact, it's not fun because it's sad, but 
um, Jews like rab like the rabbis and stuff that teach it or that read the Bible and study the Bible. This to the Jews, this is known as a forbidden chapter, and basically this means that they won't even read it. Remember, the Jews have rejected Messiah. They but they believe that Jesus came. They believe all of that, but they don't believe that he was the Messiah. And so, because of that, they're still waiting on a Messiah, even though he's already come. So with that, they don't read this chapter because there's no way to interpret it without believing that Jesus is the Messiah. Like there's no, like they've tried to come up with all different kind of ways and all different kind of things, but it just hasn't made sense. And so because of that, they just choose not to read it. So it's literally known as a forbidden chapter for the Jews. Um, now, a couple of things to note here. If you look at verses two and three of Isaiah 53, we read about how Messiah was an unlikely servant. That's one reason why the Jews deny that he was the Messiah, because he didn't come as they would expect him to come. Um, but there's a lot of congruency. There's a lot of verses here that have um, that are mentioned in the Gospels in the New Testament. In my notes that I have in the Scripture Made Simple ebook, I, I list those all out so that you can reference those. But as we're reading this, we can see this is Jesus. This is absolutely Jesus. And all of this stuff was fulfilled when he came. And so um, this is a very, the most explicit, the most just boom, right in your face uh, prophecy about the Messiah in the Old Testament. It's like you can't even, just like the Jews can't even say it's anything else, we can't. Like you literally can't say it's anything else but Jesus. So that's Isaiah chapter 53. In Isaiah 54, we read about how God will redeem and restore Israel and enemies will fail so we're having we see the hope we have the hope that god will restore redeem and replenish and even though he gave them judgment he will once again restore their enemies will fail they will try but they will not conquer and we read of the promises of prosperity peace and protection so this is a good chapter like after a bunch of judgment and stuff like this is a reassuring chapter for sure in chapter 55, we read about God's invitation to partake in the blessings to come. And this blessings, these blessings are welcomed to everyone. This is, once again, letting us know that this is not just for the Jews, it's for everyone. We read of the urge to, or the call to call upon the Lord. We're reminded that God has purposes that will be fulfilled. And they're encouraged that when they return from captivity, things will be good again. So very encouraging scriptures that we have here. In Psalm chapter 65, we read about praising God for his works in nature. And lastly, in Revelation chapter 18, we read about Babylon falling and they're finally destroyed once and for all. This is final destruction. So in this chapter, we read about the angel announcing the fall of Babylon. This is a physical Babylon, not a spiritual metaphor, nothing. This is actually Babylon. We read about why they're being destroyed. And we also see the command for God's people to get out of Babylon before the destruction comes. God's like, come on, save yourselves because I'm about to blow this thing up. We read about how the world will mourn the fall of Babylon. Remember, these are all prophetic events that have to occur. But heaven will rejoice over the judgment that's coming because of how much they've opposed God. So after this, Babylon will never be inhabited again. That is day 361. Day 362, which is December 28th. The reading is Isaiah chapter 56 through 59 and Revelation chapter 19. In Isaiah chapter 56, we read of the importance of keeping the Sabbath, the inclusivity of God's blessings, and also condemning Israel's leaders. 
So we're reading uh, the importance of keeping the Sabbath. We also read about, um, if you look at verse 1, about how salvation is about to come. Near term is when they return from exile. Far term is Messiah. Remember I said that we talked about the inclusivity of God's blessings. This is letting us know this is not just for the Jews. Um, If we look at verses 3 through 8, we read about how the foreigners and eunuchs are like included. If you go back to Numbers and Deuteronomy, they were originally excluded from all of these blessings and so this is showing god these blessings are for everyone the leaders in judah are also addressed because they have been blind and that's why they're in exile because they have led people astray because they weren't even doing what they were supposed to do so they were called out for that in isaiah chapter 57 we read about god rebuking israel's idolatry we also read about god how god is the way and there's a call for uh the people to return to him There's various sins that are mentioned that God calls out that he is not pleased with and that he's rebuking and God is letting them know I am the way turn away from all of that nonsense turn to me he wants them to acknowledge and walk in his ways and not the things of this world as he still does for us today too remember this isn't just stories to read these are things to apply to our lives as well. In Isaiah chapter 58 we read of insincere versus sincere fasting and worship. Remember, God is already can tell their hearts. He knows when they're not in it. And so Israel thinks that they're just praying and God's not hearing them. But God's letting them know, no, I hear y'all, but I see that y'all aren't doing this for real, for real. Like your motives are not in this at all. And so then he takes time to discuss what fasting and worship should look like. And it's also uh, discussed about keeping the Sabbath again. Remember, they've turned away from all their all the things that they know to do. So God's like snatching them up, trying to get them back together again. In Isaiah chapter 59, we read of Isaiah shows how Israel's sin has separated them from God. He's let it, God is showing like, I'm not like, I'm not the problem. Y'all are like your sin is why we're separated. And that's part of the gospel. Remember that, that, that sin has separated us from God through the fall, which came through Adam and Eve. And because of that, Jesus was sent to restore our relationship back to God. Now, in Revelation chapter 19, we read about praise and worship to the Lamb and the second coming of Christ. So this is getting good. These are some encouraging chapters. And so the great whore has been judged. There's rejoicing in heaven for that. In verses 11 through 13, this is when we read of the second coming of Christ. It says that uh, one of the things is that his robe was dipped in blood. That means that like the blood of his enemies, which shows that he's a conqueror. He's defeated the enemy. It's such a majestic, beautiful entry. I try to imagine it when I read. I, I know my imagination is probably nothing compared to how the real thing will be, but it's beautiful. It just sounds amazing. And we read of the battle um, between the Antichrist and the and obviously we know that the antichrist loses and both the beast and um, both the antichrist and the false prophet all thrown in the lake of fire it's over it's over for them and as i'm just like as i'm reading i'm like that's my jesus like he's such a conqueror now with these verses i encourage you you know take your time with it this i know these chapters are a little bit harder than most um and so uh Take your time. You don't feel like you have to just breeze through this. This is like, yes, I wanted to make it simple, but this there is some depth to these verses too. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in to christiangirlspop at gmail.com. For day 363's reading, we're on December 29th, and the reading is Isaiah chapter 60 through 64 and Revelation chapter 20. 
Now, um, one thing to note here about the final chapters of Isaiah, from chapters 62 through 66, which is the end of Isaiah, these are all far-term fulfillment prophecies. So this is all referring to the end times. And these chapters are still under the overall umbrella of messages of comfort, but these are specific to end time events. In Isaiah chapter 60, we read of the promise of, or the prophecy of future restoration and glory of Zion. And most of this prophecy is fulfilled in the final day of the Lord, but the near term fulfillment is when the Jews return from exile and return back to Jerusalem. The far term fulfillment is, is the coming of the, the Messiah. As I mentioned, we also read about the new Jerusalem that we will see as we read Revelation chapter 21. And we read about how God will be the eternal light. Very congruent Isaiah and Revelation. In chapter 61, we continue on with the prophecy of the future restoration. We also read of the everlasting covenant. So with Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1, Jesus actually quotes this partially when he was here on earth the first time. He quoted this and we can read about that in Luke chapter 4 verses 18 through 19. And we're seeing like this is the mission of the Messiah. Um, it talks about, you know, the spirit of the Lord coming upon him. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit when he was baptized. And so we're seeing what Messiah will accomplish while he's uh, will accomplish in Zion and the everlasting covenant between Messiah and Zion or Messiah and or Messiah and Jerusalem. We're seeing that here in chapter 61. In chapter 62, we read of the glorious permanent future restoration for Zion. This is it. This is this is the final restoration, the ultimate fulfillment of all the prophecies that have been delivered. And um, it all comes through the Messiah. It's definitely a chapter of hope. Remember, we've read a lot of judgment, a lot of lot of God going to plow y'all up, you know. But um, we still do see the hope here. In chapter 63, we read of the day of vengeance and Isaiah's prayer. So um, definitely a messianic future prophecy. This is the day of vengeance referring to the tribulation time period um, when the Jews will be judged, those who have opposed God and rejected him. And Isaiah prays and he's remembering the mercy of God in his prayer. He continues that prayer on into chapter 64. And basically Isaiah is asking the Lord to act. And y'all know based on what we read in Revelation, which Isaiah didn't have that that. You know, he wasn't able to see all that, but we can see it as we read. God definitely acted. God's going to act. We we definitely have no doubt there. Um, so that's what we're reading in Isaiah. Now on to Revelation chapter 20. We're reading about the second coming of Christ where he will establish his millennial reign. That's a thousand year reign here on earth. And we read about the final judgment day. So um, in chapter 20, the first couple verses explain that the, that Satan will be bound for a thousand years. Tribulation ends and Christ comes again and establishes his kingdom here on earth and will establish his kingdom here on earth. John sees those who will get to be reign with Christ when reign with Christ means like not like we are a bunch of Christ now, but we're, we get to be with him in this millennial reign. We also read about how after those thousand years, Satan will be released to deceive the nations. And um, this is that's referred to as Gog and Magog. Um, there is a debate. And scholars are kind of unsure of exactly what Gog and Magog is in referring to nations. Um, some believe that it may just be a general name for the enemy of God's people as a whole. Um, but either way, we're seeing that Satan plans, Satan's plans fail and he is ultimately thrown into the lake of fire with the Antichrist and the false prophet and they're tormented forever. 
John sees the throne of judgment. He's seeing the, the final judgment day that we're seeing here where eternity is determined for everyone. For day 364, which is December 30th, the reading is Isaiah chapter 65 and 66 and Revelation chapter 21 and 22. In Isaiah chapter 65, we read of how God will judge. He's judging the sin, idolatry, rebellion. Um, God will also spare the remnant. And then we also read of the new heavens and new earth. So in Isaiah chapter 65, it starts off with God speaking and he's answering the prayers from chapter 63 and 64. And it's kind of heartbreaking to hear things from his perspective or read things from his perspective. He's talking about how no one sought him and all the idolatry that they uh, participated in and all of that. It, we read of how it angers God and this is why the tribulation comes this is why the judgment comes we also read of the promise of the blessing of, of for the remnant so God saying like I won't completely destroy like I will spare a remnant because his word has already said so and he can't go back on his word and so he fulfills that covenant skipping on down to the latter half of the chapter we're reading about God making a new heaven and new earth um, this is part of the millennial reign of Christ which we're about to read in Revelation and this will be a beautiful time where there's no strife remember Jesus is the Prince of Peace and if he's gonna reign on earth he's gonna have a peaceful experience for all of us there will be peace and and one key thing to note here is that when he's reigning here on earth we will be free from the curse of the fall which referring back to the curse that, um, you know, the curse of sin that brought us to where we are now to where we are in a fallen world. It's like he's fully restoring everything. And in Isaiah chapter 66, the final chapter of Isaiah, we read that God will judge. God addresses them doing rituals without proper motives and God will repay. God will also bring, we also read of how God will bring comfort and peace. And there will be a time when all will gather to see his glory. These verses give a hopeful future for Israel and Jerusalem. And we realize that there will be true, as we're reading, we can see that there will be true worship once again. Now, that sums, that concludes Isaiah. And as you can see, there was a lot of prophecies a lot of uh, prophecies that refer to the end time and to Messiah coming the first and second time. And we can really see this, the whole plan that now we can understand better than when Isaiah prophesied it of just what God was wanting to do. Now, going over to Revelation in chapter 21, we're reading about the new heaven and new earth. So this is after the thousand year reign. Most believe that this is after the millennial reign and now we're into the eternity. Um, some believe that it is not, it's kind of like during the millennial reign. Um, but there's reasons for why it's believed to be, um, after the millennial reign. I go into it a little bit more on the notes on the scripture made simple ebook that's available for you to kind of give you more of a deeper, uh, look into it. But, um, either way, first heaven and earth passed away, new heaven and earth will come. And so in this beautiful new heaven and new earth, there's no more pain, no more sorrow. And we read about just how beautiful this city is going to be. We read of the description and the dimensions of the holy city. It's beautiful. It's majestic. We're seeing that all, all of that here. And lastly, Revelation chapter 22, we're continuing on with reading about the new heaven and new earth. And we also read that Christ is coming soon.
very encouraging portion of scripture. And this is why I titled this week, The God Who Will Return. We're reading about a lot of those messianic prophecies of the second coming of Christ. And Lord knows we are waiting on him. Come get us, Jesus, please. (laughs) So... We're just seeing a lot of the restoration. We're seeing symbols throughout the reading that that are about the eternal provision, eternal life with Christ. There's no more curses, no more death. And, and we're reading and understanding that the time is at hand for Christ to come. And that doesn't mean it'll happen tomorrow. That does not mean it won't happen tomorrow. We just know that these prophecies will be fulfilled. And this is how Revelation ends with an invitation for those to come to Jesus and and an and invitation to to be able to be a part of this eternity with Christ. There's nothing in this world that will ever be able to compare to it. And I know we're busy in our lives and we have great goals and dreams, but the whole purpose of, a be, of us being here on earth is to be be in relationship with Christ so that we can spend eternity with him. So never lose sight of that. But that's the that but in today's reading we we finish up Isaiah and Revelation. And last but not least, day 365. I never thought we would see this day, but we did. Day 365, December 31st. Happy New Year. This is awesome. Last reading of the thematic Bible reading plan. We are reading Zephaniah chapter 1, 2, and 3 and Psalm chapter 147. So Zephaniah is a new book. We're able to read it all in one day. But let me give an introduction first. So in this book, we read about two different things. God's judgment and Israel's future glory. As we know, Israel is not fully submitted to God and so it shows in their worship and the practices that they did before the Lord they would like give him some stuff but then also like sacrifice their children or something and it's like all right y'all have messed this thing up you know like they were mixing their worship basically with pagan practices that were against God and so Zephaniah's name means the Lord hides and it's very congruent with one of the with some of the message of his prophecy because he focuses on the remnant that will be hidden or protected in the day of the Lord And so his name is prophetic of the prophecy, you know, like his name is basically part of the prophecy as well. And so this is what we're reading here in Zephaniah. In Zephaniah chapter one, we read of how God's wrath will be poured out and there will be destruction. Um, This is. If you if you look at Zephaniah chapter one, verse seven, when it talks about the day of the Lord, um, it's referring to the. A day of the Lord when the when God will intervene and kind of fix things. But ultimately, the ultimate day of the Lord, which is that ultimate day of vengeance that we just read about in Revelation. So it's once again a, a message that God's wrath will be poured out. Zephaniah chapter 2 talks about the judgment to come to the nations. And this is referring to Israel's neighbors. So these are the neighboring countries of Israel who will be judged as well. I know we focus a lot on Israel, but God's like, uh-uh, don't forget, y'all gonna get judged too. Kind of like what we read about in Isaiah. Lastly, Zephaniah chapter 3 talks about how Jerusalem will be judged, but there will be a remnant that will be spared. Obviously, with that remnant, we're seeing God's mercy, but we also see that he will judge those who are living opposing to his His commands. Um, at the end of chapter three, though, we do see the the promise of restoration. And that's definitely encouraging. Um, and we just, you know, we, we continue to see that time and time again. Judgment, but restoration. Judgment, but sparing the remnant. Judgment, but mercy. 
And that's that's our testimony right there. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but it's mine for sure. And then lastly, the last chapter that we will read is Psalm chapter 147, which talks about praises to God. So with this chapter, there is some congruency that we can see between Psalm chapter 147 and Zephaniah. Um, in Psalm chapter 147, we read about the building up of Jerusalem and the promise to restore, obviously very congruent with Zephaniah 1, 2, and 3. We also read about in verse 6 of Psalm 147 about how God will cast the wicked to the ground. Obviously, once again, very congruent with what we're reading in Zephaniah 1, 2, and 3. As we are discussing the judgment that will come, God's wrath being poured out, and how the wicked or Jerusalem will be judged. And with that... I feel like I'm like closing out like a finale episode of a season or something like, you know, I got to be like super dramatic about it or something. I don't know. But with that, that concludes our year long Bible reading plan. It has been amazing being able to go um, through these chapters with you week after week. It's been some hard work on all of our ends, but I'm proud of you for sticking with it and wanting to know more about God's word. Thank you for allowing me into your homes, your living rooms, your bedrooms, your car, your headphones, wherever, however you're listening to me. Thank you. I pray that um, you just continue to use this knowledge. Don't just put it in a notebook and stuff it on a shelf somewhere. That makes me sad. Don't do that. Use this knowledge. Share it with others walk others through the word help others to understand this you will be surprised at so many people who really just don't understand scripture and you may have been in that place to where you didn't understand it until you took time to listen or read and apply this this knowledge so proud of you congrats on making it through if you complete this plan like i said it does not have to be within this year um, but whenever you finish this plan i'd love to hear from you um you can just email me at christiangirlspop at gmail.com or you can um just send a private message on facebook or instagram and with that i want to encourage you if you haven't already follow us on facebook and instagram at christian girls pop you can find us on youtube at christian girls pop and you can check out our website christiangirlspop.com where you can also get your copy of the ebook scripture made simple if you would like to donate to this ministry you can donate on venmo at christian girls pop on cash app at dollar sign christian girls pop and on paypal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com cgpopdonate at gmail.com thanks so much for tuning in thanks for listening all year long god bless you i love you and as always remember jesus already loves you so much don't you ever forget that